Hello, welcome to the Tutors of Life podcast, episode 14. This is your host, Sean Tudor. And this is Sam. Uh, I realized recently, listening to some podcasts of myself, that I'm pretty monotone and I should probably be a little more enthusiastic when recording. Is that accurate, Sam? Very. Yeah, I listened to myself and I'm like, damn, I'm falling asleep. And it was for like a minute. It took you 14 episodes to listen to this? <laughs> now, I've listened to it before, uh, but this was the first time that I was like, damn, I talk pretty monotone. Yeah, you kind of remind me of like any educational like TV show or movie. Yeah, that everybody naps during. Yep. I'm like that professor in high school um, that after lunch presents off his PowerPoint and everybody sleeps. Yep. Maybe I'll take pride in that and uh, just be nice and monotone. Please don't. So this is how I'm going to be forever. Please, please don't. But today we're going to talk about uh, relationships. Um relationships with significant others and relationships with friends and i think just relationships in general so like what like the kind of people we contact every day in and out what do you mean by that oh like i mean if we go to the gas station and we like talk to the clerk or mm. you know yeah it makes like sense mm-hmm. i'm sorry i didn't put it on our agenda yeah so i didn't know that because it wasn't on our agenda. What would what do you want to start with? Love relationships or friendships? Uh, friendships. Love is gross. Okay. Well, should we go... Then let's start with just acquaintances. So the people we they contact throughout the day. Okay. So I was telling you the other day. One thing I always have just remembered. And I don't know where it came from. And I'm sure it's probably still not true to this day. But a lot of people would say that successful people made sure they knew the names of the people, like, lower than them. Oh. hmm So, like, once again, don't remember who, but some, like, super successful guy with lots of money would mention how, like, he knew the janitor's name that worked in his building. Mm-hmm. And that's just, like, something that's always, like, stuck with me. Like, even the lowest people, like, are still people. Mm-hmm. Even, like, people that are assholes. They're still people. Like, everyone has, like, emotions and feelings. And we shouldn't really treat everyone like shit. Right. I'll give you a good example of that. Um, So I worked at Breadings growing up. And I think there's 500 employees at Breadings. Mm -hmm. And one of the owners, Dave, he met me for the first time when I started working there in the janitorial department. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Perfect. It is. And um, he's like, oh, hey, nice to meet you, Sean. He never forgot my name. For the next two and a half years that I worked there, I would go to his house in Moe's Lawn. He would see me randomly in the shop. And every time he'd be like, hey, Sean, how you doing? And he did that with everyone. So it wasn't just me. Right, there's 500 people in this joint, and he's saying, like, hey, so-and-so, by their name, 
anytime you see someone. That's just so impressive. That alone is like a damn full-time job just trying to remember 500 people's names. Mm -hmm. And then he ran a multi-million dollar company on top of it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And did that stick with you? Like the fact that he knew your name? Yeah, it just blew me away. I'm like, why does this guy remember my name? He shouldn't. There's no reason for him to. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Anytime we go anywhere, I always yell at Sean to make sure he's always nice to the people working because... Bro, I'm always nice. Unless they're bitches. That ain't nice. I mean, I guess I wasn't nice to the airport lady, but she started it. Sam got into an altercation at the airport. You made that sound like I got into a fight. It was a verbal disagreement for sure. Whatever. She started yelling at me first, and I tried to calmly explain to her that my bag would fit under my seat, and she kept trying to make me check it. And then she's like, talk to this lady instead. And that lady was very friendly, and she's like, okay, yeah, go ahead, take your bag on the plane. Sounds like some good relationships to me. I was trying to be calm. She just kept yelling at me. That's true. She was not, she was not doing a good job of listening. No. She wasn't. And we'll touch on some active listening throughout this. Do you want to know what Samantha means? No, not really. Okay, fine. Anyways, what Samantha mean? Listener. <laughs> Does Sean mean talker? I don't know. Should we Google it quick? Sure. Um, but anyhow, so yeah, I guess... Um, I try to be nice to people, and Sam tells me to be nice to people. But something I've done for years is I always look at the people's name tag or try to remember their name. So when we're at the grocery store checking out and someone behind the counter, I'll look at their name tag and I'll go, oh, hey, thanks, Matt. And Sam's like, you're so weird. I do not say you're weird. What's... Sean stand for you you don't need to know what's this out <laughs> tell me gift from God or God is gracious <laughs> I shouldn't have heard that <laughs> I shouldn't have heard that <laughs> oh no Yeah, otherwise, yeah, in Irish, it's a gift from God. Yeah, so I'm pretty much a gift from God. No big deal. See? And Samantha means listens well. Mm -hmm. I like mine more now that I've heard it. God, it is so fitting for you. Mm -hmm. Huh. Anyways. You're terrible. But yeah, so treat, I mean, just treat people... Fairly, like everyone's a person. I mean, yes, there's assholes out there, but you don't need to be an asshole back. Absolutely. Well, and on top of that, a lot of people have RBF. That's so true. I've been told I have that at the gym. Well, no, you have that all the time, honey. Thanks. Um, I never have it. Oh, oh yeah, Mr. Monotone. Yeah, I look uh, very chipper, some say. Yeah. All the time. Say how. Um, yeah, people got resting bitch face. And um, 
you might think they're an angry, grumpy person, and then they'll be really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of just worth it to be nice up front. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you might be surprised, and they might be nice back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? At the DMV, that's a fact. Oh, yeah. Oh, I could see that. Yeah, no, I go to the DMV quite often. Well, I used to. <laughs> no reason why. And um, these guys behind the counter just look so angry every day. And then I'd go up there and I'd be like, hey, man, how are you doing today? And they're like, oh, I'm doing great. And I'm like, who would have thought? Couldn't tell. Yeah. Um, and so I think the DMV guys made me realize that you can look as just mean as possible and you might actually be nice. And you got to think too, like, I mean, people have off days. Like, right. I mean, yesterday was an example. Like, we went to the gym. I didn't feel like talking to anyone, so I didn't. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of nice when you don't talk. Thanks. Thanks, babe. I feel the love. <laughs> Anyhow, but yeah, yeah, I mean, just treat people nicely. Mm-hmm. Okay, Sean, go to friendships. Okay, so what I've learned yesterday um, was, uh, this is probably bad to start with, but I loved it so much because it relates to my life. Oh, yeah. All right, so I was listening to another podcast because that's kind of what I do, and the guy was talking about how he hated people. And I was like, hey, man, I'm driving. Keep going. And he's like, but I found out it wasn't people I hate. I hated saying yes to people. And I was like, okay, this is getting neat. And what it came down to was, this guy was Mr. Yes. His friends would ask him for help. He'd say yes. His friends would ask him to go out. He'd say yes. His friends would ask him to do this, that. He always said yes. Then he started to despise his friends. He hated his friends. He hated everybody around him. And he realized after years of this years of being Mr. Yes, he did not hate people. He hated saying yes to people. So he started saying no to everyone and he's got friends again and he likes friends and he likes people. And I was like, damn dude, that makes a lot of sense because I say yes to helping way too many people. And if I just said no, I would like them a lot more. I could see that. Yeah. Well, then you start to correlate like your friends. So if people ask you for help and they ask you for help a lot, you start to correlate that person with like work or like negative energy. Mm. And so you go, oh, every time this motherfucker calls me, every time this fucker texts me, he's just going to ask for my goddamn help. Or it's like the damn chick who's like, oh, hey, Sean, you've got a pickup truck. Can you move my bed? Like, um, no, I hear from you once a year when I say hi and you want to use my truck. No. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we've talked about that anyways, about, like, borrowing your stuff less in general. Yes. Um, just because, I mean, we, we're the ones that paid for it, so we want it to last a long time. Mm-hmm. Um. So we've discussed, I mean, stuff like that in general. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to start, if you're my friend and you're asking me for help, just be aware I'm going to start saying no a lot more. I, and I'm not saying, like, don't help people because 
if like you're a good friend or you're my brother or something, family member, and you ask me for help every now and again, yeah, I'll help you out. But if you're like, hey, every day of the week, help me, I'll be like, no. Or hey, can I borrow this, that, and the other thing? Uh, well, you borrowed that last week, so maybe it's time to look at buying one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, yeah. That's a big thing. Yeah. I'm ranting at this point, I think. But you know what? I'm not monotone. You're you're have emotions at least. Yeah. So um, who'd have thought? But um, so that's pretty much that. Um, help people. Uh. But do it within reason, and when it becomes a hindrance on yourself, quit doing it. Right. Don't change your plans to help other people if you... Yeah. Only I don't... I mean, oh, hey, I broke down, I need a car ride. Okay, that's one thing. But, like, yeah, if you got a weekend planned or you got stuff planned, don't don't change your plans, and, and definitely don't change your lifestyle to help people who aren't necessarily going to reciprocate it. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't do things in hope someone's going to reciprocate it. But if somebody's just draining your energy time and time and time and time again, and what you're getting back from them is not beneficial, you need to be very careful of those draining people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So that was what I learned yesterday, and I love that. And I'm going to implement it into my life. So if you're my friend, I'm not sorry. On to the next thing. Um, so I did some research for these ones. Yep. Since that is our motto. We research life so you don't have to. Correct. Uh, so I found an article. But hold on. Technically. What? They have to research it because they're researching it from us. So technically they're listening to us. Yeah, but they don't have to actually put any effort. They just get to listen to it. I know, but I still like that. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, anyways, I found an article that talked about six health benefits of having friendships. Sean, can you read those for us? Yeah. So, I mean, the first one they had on the list was less loneliness and social isolation. I think that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's uh, been through this COVID ordeal, uh, depression's at an all-time high right now. Suicide's at an all-time high, right? Mm-hmm. People are quarantining. They are not hanging out in social events. So naturally, if you seclude yourself from others, you become lonely, you're isolated, which then leads to more negative things, depression, anxiety, suicide. Right. Um, so, you know, try to be, uh, a little outgoing, uh, if you you just go hang out with people, whatever. Uh, the next one is going to be reduced stress and Sam, how would that correlate? I mean, it makes sense. You have to think being able to hang out with friends, like you're most, more than likely you're going to have a good time. I feel like hanging out with people, I forget about, like, what my other problems are in life. That, I would say, is probably the most important part of it. Mm. I mean, if you, because, if you just sit there, it goes into the, like, the power of your thoughts, 
And if you just sit there and think about uh, some of like the, the things in your life that are causing you stress, if you're by yourself hanging out at home or driving around by yourself, you're going to think about that and think about that. And next thing you know, you're going to be super stressed out about something that might not actually be a thing. And so by hanging out with friends, and I've noticed this a lot, like, I forget about a lot of issues. I, I Like, in Hawaii, I think I forgot about my whole life. Yeah, I didn't remember what was going on outside of Hawaii. And it was so nice because, like, it's a good break for your mind to get away from stress mm-hmm. and to just kind of, like, mind dump. And we do that a lot, too. Like, I'll, like I will stress about something with work or whatever. Um, and then it's as simple as, like, us doing a podcast and I forget about it. Mm-hmm. Or, like, us going for a car ride and we talking about other shit so you forget about it mm-hmm. um and then it's even tenfold when you go hang out with friends and are doing like stuff fun. to keep your fun stuff to keep your mind interactive mm-hmm. um so the article says too that you can also use those friends to like vent to them and to like discuss what is stressing you with them that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah they could be your emotional support correct which is number three. Oh, dude, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if I did that on purpose, but if I did, I'm awesome. I'm so proud of you. Thanks. So the next one would be emotional support through your friends, which would help reduce stress, some say. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet they say they, they can help you distract you when you feel sad or upset. Um, they'll listen to you. I mean, good friends listen to you. Yeah, the awesome ones talk over you. Yep, that's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. And, like, so you have to think. There's some things. I mean, you and I talk about quite a bit of things together. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'm sure there's some guy things that you can't really talk to me about. Or you can, but I can't relate to them. So it's nice for, like, you to have guy friends to go to to talk about stuff like that. Yes. Yes. And they can typically relate. Um, and that's nice to have that. The The emotional support piece, people, especially if they're farther along in life than you, um, mm-hmm. and they've accomplished a lot of things, they've done a lot of things, they can really make whatever you're concerned about feel less mm-hmm. you know so i mean you can be freaking out about having a kid freaking out about having a kid you talk to your family members your aunts and uncles who have a slew of children and have taken care of a slew of children for 20 years mm-hmm. and they'll be like ah it ain't so bad and then you go damn all right people can survive right you know what that relates to Number four. Personal development. I'm telling you what, Sam, I don't mean to do this. You're out of roll right now. Yeah, tell you what. Uh, personal development, Sam, tell us how that could relate. I mean, just exactly how you said. Like, you can talk to your friends who have already gone through things that you're about to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, my friend Marie, 
she kind of talked to us, or at least me, a little bit about buying a house. Because, um, like, Sean and I went through it first. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, we also have quite a few, like, much older friends, I would say, mm-hmm. or family, um, that we do ask questions about, some like, too, sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, they're, I mean, friends are good for to use as advice seekers. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Um, get advice and support, you know, that way through friends for sure mm-hmm. um, and family members. Uh, I think there's two ways this can go. There can be a helpful and there can be a hurtful. Uh, so depending on your friend group, depend, you know, there can be people in that group that really help develop you personally Mm -hmm. and there can be people in that group trying to drag you back down and almost undevelop you Mm -hmm. you know the ones that don't want to see you progress they they won't say that but should you be friends with someone if they're trying to do that anyways um see that's where it gets tricky because I definitely have what I should call acquaintances, I guess, like that now. Yeah. That used to be friends. The problem is, as people progress in life and develop, you because a lot of people, as you grow, you develop with your friends. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you and your friends develop and you go like, oh, okay, here's a perfect example. You go through, you know, high school, whatever, with some friends. That friend group, you guys go on to college or someone goes into a professional field. They're doing well. Graduate college, you're doing well. All your friends in that group are kind of like progressing on. Then they start having kids. Everybody starts having kids around the same time. Mm -hmm. You develop together as a group kind of through the stages of life, right? Mm Mm-hmm. You've got that one friend, the stifler of the group, for people who watch American Pie, the stifler of the group who doesn't do shit with their life. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of always just at this stage of like, where are you going, bud? What's your purpose, bud? But if you didn't, and this is bad, maybe you should just cut them off, but if you don't let that person be a part of that group anymore, they will have nothing. Mm -hmm. And then they will be lonely, isolated, you know? And so it's almost like throwing them a bone because that person would be, wouldn't have anyone or anything. And so as a, as a group of friends progressing, you almost just carry along the stifler. Like, yeah, this guy's here. He ain't ever do anything. He's never going to do anything. We've tried to help him a hundred times. There he is. Um, so, I mean, you just have to be careful who in your friend group and who in your peer group you're getting these development, these personal development things from, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, once you identify who the stifler is, you aren't going to be taking their advice anyhow. Right. But um, maybe spend more time with the other ones in the group and maybe a little less time with the, the stifler guy. And just invite them to big events. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But overall, surrounding yourself with people who've done things, um, 
maybe that you haven't done um, or something you want to do someday, they're going to be able to really help develop you mm -hmm. to, to reach that point. Mm -hmm. And you definitely, like, want to, I mean, look up to and put yourself at the, at the same level as your friends because then you'll, number five, Sean? You have a sense of belonging. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, that's something I think we all kind of strive for in everything is feeling like we belong in something or, yeah, we just, mm -hmm. we want to feel like we belong. Right. Um, and that's, I mean, you should have a close group of friends that you don't have to, like, worry if you actually belong in that group. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the, the the sense of belonging is good, especially if you can have a couple close friends to to be in that realm with. I'm fortunate enough to have some friends like that. Um, Sam is too. I have, um, what is it? Uh, who I think it was Andy Frisella was talking mm -hmm. about how like. As he's progressed through his life, he's got less and less people like that mm. in his circle. Yeah. Um, but he's just had to expand his circle and, well, uh, I guess level up his circle. And how he did that was he, he went into a new group. It was like a, a once you're an entrepreneur for like, I think it's like 20 years or something. It's some milestone and you're allowed to be in a group depending on your wealth. Oh, damn. Um, and like Ed Milet's in that group and stuff. And that's why it's a pretty big deal. Rob Deerdeck, stuff like that. So it's good that you started early is what right, you're Right, right. So I, then I can be in that group at like 40. Yeah? Yeah. So, but no, it was really cool because he was talking. He gets into that group. And the thing is, all the groups leading up to this people kind of stab each other in the backs mm -hmm. and they're like trying to one up each other. Once you are allowed to come into this 20 year group, there's a, a lot less people. Obviously you have like a one to three month trial period in this group. And if you don't make yourself belong, they boot you out and you'll be banned. And so Andy was saying his first i think he said like his first month he went in there and he was kind of wildfire like he was in the other group but that was that was the culture in the other group mm -hmm. and so people are allowed that leeway going in oh yeah because they need cause to change their mindset change their mindset mm -hmm. and so they go in and they have a sense of they don't belong there because oh f these guys i'm going to be better than these guys or i already am better than these guys whatever and um, like Andy was saying, Ed took him aside and was like, hey, buddy, check it out. That's not how this group works. Um, like this group, everybody respects everybody. Everybody has a sense of belonging. And that's how this group is. And it will be a very beneficial group of people if you can do that. Hmm. If you're not willing to do that, you are not going to belong in this group. Damn. And so... He like so he leveled up his group and now he's he talked about how he's got like that group has given him 
I don't remember the exact number, but a, a certain number of people that he knows, no matter what, he can count on them. And like when he hangs out with them, they're all different. They're all different types of people, all different career fields, but they all have a sense of belonging when they get together and hang out. Damn, that's pretty dope. And they're from all over the world. That's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go to the last one. Support through challenges. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of discussed that through everything. Mm-hmm. Um, your friends are supposed to be there to help you. Mm-hmm. If you're having a rough patch in life, like you should be able to confide in them and ask for their help and get their support at any time. Mm-hmm. And you also need to do that for your friends when they come to you because you never know when you could have a rough patch. Absolutely. I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. How to be a better friend, Sean? Well, you shouldn't ask me. <laughs> Good thing I made a list for you. Um, so the first one for being a better friend is communicate with honesty Sean, how much do you and I hate when people lie constantly to us? It's annoying. Lying and excuses mm-hmm. are very annoying. Um, yeah, very annoying. Mm-hmm. Exaggeration to a story is okay. Exaggeration about everything gets really annoying also. Because mm-hmm. uh, then it's like, well... That exaggeration went from, like, it, the exaggeration so exaggerated it became a lie, which goes back to what you were saying, people lying to us. Mm-hmm. So it's not ideal. Right. It just makes me feel like I can't trust the person because if they can't be honest with me and tell me what's, like, and some sometimes it's, like, the simplest thing. Um, I can't give you an example right now but if you can't tell me the truth about i could think of the greatest example in the world okay go for gold it's not appropriate we're gonna use it anyways so you know you got that one cool friend right yeah bro i go to the bar and i hook up with all these girls sam is cringing right now cringing that i would say this on a podcast (sighs) but anyhow everybody knows that person that person that goes oh i've been with a hundred girls and it's like, yeah, buddy, the problem is we've never seen you be with one. So tell me how you got to a hundred. Mm-hmm. Sam, is that a good example? That's a great example. Have you ever seen that before, Sam? I have seen it multiple times. Okay. I think most people have. Yep. And it's it that right there is such a cringe worthy thing to me that I actually like a person less. Because I know they're lying. Right. And also, like, when people tell me that they've slept with lots of people, it's not cool. It's not impressive. I just think you're an asshole at that point because why brag about that? It's nothing to brag about. Right you are. Right you are. Anyways. So don't, like, be honest with your friends. Like, they're supposed to be there for you to trust them. And for them to trust you. But if you can't be honest, there's no trust. There is zero trust if you cannot be honest. Correct. Uh, So another way is, uh, oh, once again, being trustworthy. Follow through with your promises. I 
I've heard this is like a Midwestern thing, but often we cancel plans. Do I be honest with you? <laughs> I am the biggest piece of shit for this. I will literally be like, oh, bro, for sure. Boys trip, let's do it. Sign me up. Boys trip comes around, I'm like, nah, that ain't doing that. Mm-hmm. Nah, not doing that. And is, uh, one of my coworkers told me her cousin moved to Colorado, and that's how he is. And all of his friends that he's met in Colorado actually follow through with their promises. That That is honestly mind-blowing to me. I... Corey, I know you're listening to this. I tell Corey every single year I'm going to do a Tough Mudder with him. And I cancel every year. Every damn year I cancel on him. I couldn't even imagine if I got a follow through one year. It, I, I think 2021 is the year, Sean. I don't know if it is, but it might be. I mean, you got lucky last year, so. Yeah. But, uh, dude. Yeah, so that's one thing I'd like... I definitely want to start working on. I mean, 2020 and COVID has really hindered us because, I mean, Sean and I have said to many people that we're going to go visit them more, uh, but kind of couldn't travel much this year. So I, that's something I think you and I really should work on about actually following through with commitments. Yes, I agree. And um, and I, I think, well, so like I told um uh, like Nate, that I'd work with him this summer mm-hmm. at least three days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I got a lot of other opportunities this summer, um, but I still said, like, nope, it doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter how many other things I got on my plate. Three days a week, no matter what's going to be dedicated towards that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I am trying a lot harder to do that. And um, and, and a lot of people don't understand that. Um, you know, they're just like, oh, just blow them off. If you figure it out, like, don't actually go help him. Like, just benefit yourself. And and uh, I'm just, I'm not going to do that. That's a, that's an agreement I made. Um, and that's something I'm going to follow through with. Um, so that, I mean, in a professional setting, that's something I, I am trying to take very seriously. Um, Personal-wise, I, I think what will really help us mm-hmm. is saying no more. And only saying yes to the things we know we actually want to do mm-hmm. and we're actually going to commit to. Right. So, I mean, if someone's like, hey, want to grab beers this weekend and we really don't want to, we just need to say no. I don't really want to. Right. Otherwise, we're going to just be canceling. Right. We also should be better friends, though, and hang out with some of our friends. Anyways. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so then they go on to say, put trust into your friends. Like I said, if you can't be honest, you can't be trusted mm-hmm. um be there for your friends because you may need them in the future i talked about that too with supporting through challenges mm-hmm. just be there for them yeah honestly um recognize too that like we're also humans so not everyone's perfect we all have our shortcomings um i personally know that i am the worst friend at responding to like messages or texts I am awful at it, and, like, I have tons of, like, Facebook and Instagram friends and, like, people from high school. Like, I pay attention to all of you. I check Facebook just so I can see, like, how you're doing in your life. So even though I may not contact you or, like, see you, like, I really do care. 
Um, when we were in Hawaii, one of my friends from high school happened to be in Oahu at the same time as we were. And I messaged her and we tried to meet up, but our schedules just didn't work out that way. But like, I really do care. I just, I am terrible at reaching out. Yeah. And I mean, and some of my good friends know that, like, I know Marie and Laura, they both know that. Um, but whenever I see them, it's like no time has passed, so it works out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just knowing uh, knowing your friends. And the thing is, I mean, you could reach out to all those people and uh, try to do all those things. But on the flip side, that's a, that's a lot of work. Um, and if maybe, I mean, I think maybe the better way is if they reach out, you know, be there for them if they ever reach out. Mm-hmm. But um, if you're trying to keep in contact with 300 people, just just to be nice, that's that's going to be a very time-consuming and energy-consuming job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. But I just, I don't know, sometimes I feel bad. Mm-hmm. But as long as they know, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> Practice and master the gift of empathy. Mm-hmm. Sean, you're terrible at this. I am pretty incapable of this. Yep. Uh, so think, try and put yourself in other people's shoes. People say it very frequently, very often. And there's, I mean, a lot, there's a lot of things that we're, I mean, we're not going to talk about them, but things that are happening in the media right now. And... In all honesty, sometimes I think, like, to myself, like, if I was in that person's shoes, like, I probably would have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. It, it's just plain and simple. Mm-hmm. But you have to think about that. We're not all going to go through the same situations, obviously. And some people just handle them differently than how you think you would. But mm-hmm. you don't know how you're going to handle them until you're in that situation, until you're under that pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, so just be mindful of that like we don't all react to everything the same way very true mm-hmm. that's tough for me mm-hmm. it is but learn to be present and not interject I think this has to do with listening and not talking correct they state in this article if there is a pause in the conversation, you don't need to put in your two cents. Like, if someone's, if a friend is telling you so a story. So what you're saying is. Just like that. Yep. <laughs> um, uh-huh. But yeah, just be there to listen. It We don't, just wait till the story's done or they're done venting their problems for, like, to put in your two cents. Because sometimes that's, like, all they need is. To let everything out. And they don't care if they get a response. They just need it out. Yeah, and with that... When people are are talking and you're listening, they're going to feel heard. Mm -hmm. And and a lot more a part of the conversation. And they're going to be really appreciative of Mm -hmm. you listening. Where if you just... Butt in and tell them how to fix their issue, they might kind 
of shun you away. Mm -hmm. um, and you could also learn, you know, depending on where the conversation goes, you might learn something about them or about yourself. And you might have questions you want to ask that are going to be asked if you just let them talk. Mm -hmm. And that goes on to their next point. Don't assume your way is always right. So that's like one thing Sean and I have always said about this podcast and our blog is to not like treat it like a Bible. Like we're not right. I mean, our way is not right for other people is kind of how I like to think it. Yeah. You know, I, probably everything we do is wrong if someone else has a different way to do it. I mean, that's true. Uh, TikTok has showed me lots of things that I do everything wrong. So, Dude. The one where they put the lid in the pot handle. Oh, my gosh. I was like, dude, if I had known that, like, 14, 15, when, when did I start cooking? Like, three years ago? Um, <laughs> That's a lie. The life would have been, it would have been made. Now, I'm going to forget about it next time I cook next year. Mm -hmm. So. Did you know, too, we've been putting garbage bags in trash cans backwards? What do you mean? It comes inside out. No, it does not. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Are you serious? Yeah, 100%. So you're telling me you just put the rim around it and then push it down? Yeah. No. I won't believe it. The seam is on the inside if you do it the other way. Are you serious? Yeah, 100%. I'll show, I'll show you when we go back to Hold downstairs. on. Okay, if that's the case. Okay, no, we're not discussing this on the podcast. If that's the case, why has no one told us? The garbage company should have told us. Dude, TikTok told me. Dude. The garbage company doesn't care which way you put your garbage. But they should at least have like a, you know, if that's the case, everybody's been doing it wrong for the past hundred years, you know, they should put maybe like a little diagram on the back. Who knows if everyone's been doing it wrong. Me? Someone obviously did it right because they put it on TikTok. God damn. Okay. Anyways, Sean's not on TikTok, so he doesn't see the fun things that I do. Uh, I don't. Um... I'll, see, Sean, don't always assume your way is right. God damn it. <laughs> but yeah, don't, and don't be judgmental either. Um, they say empathy and non-judgment are two essential skills that are like to fuel the fire of deepening relationships. Wow, I don't know why that was really hard to read. Yeah, see that again? Empathy and non-judgment are two essential skills that are like fuel to the fire of deepening relationships. Interesting. Mm -hmm. That's not a Tudor quote. It's a quote off this website. So having empathy mm -hmm. and not having judgment mm -hmm. is the fuel. To having a deep relationship. All right. I will uh, keep that in mind. Yeah, I got to admit, I'm pretty judgmental, but usually... I only tell those judgments to Sean. Um, but I don't, like, treat people differently because of it. So. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways. Mm -hmm. That's a tough one. Um, it's tough to, to not judge people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes back to you thinking you're right. Mm-hmm. Because you'll see somebody doing something, and you'll go, well, that's stupid. They should do it like this. And that's just you assuming you're right. Mm -hmm. I've been trying to stop myself lately because I wouldn't say I'm a know-it-all, but I like to know, like, 
the correct things. And I think that's because, like, I went to school in a science field, so I need to know, like, the correct answer. And I know I do it often, but I'm not, like, an asshole about it. But I, I, like, if someone says something wrong, I like to correct them. And I think some people get annoyed by that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I know it's right, I want them to know it's right. Like, I, I feel like I'm spreading the knowledge of the right answer. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I think that comes off in an asshole way. Sometimes it makes me happy, though, when you do that to an asshole. Yeah, I mean, there's times when it's yeah. needed. Um, but it's something, like, I want to try and do less. Like, I don't want to be the know-it-all. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to do it less. And lately, too, we've been, like, at at the gym, like, with Tina. There's times where, I, like, there's there's ways I think she could do it better. But I think, like, her being slightly older than us, well, older than us, I think she just has to do it a different way because of that. And she also, I guess, doesn't have the strength that we do yet. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I th- I think people kind of need to do things their own way a lot of the time, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, so. I mean, if you look at it from more of a philosophical sense of, like, is there right or wrong? Um, and, and that leads into if we're right or wrong. Because, uh, so, so one thing, uh, my partner Ryan and I, um, we, we do we do a lot of stuff together. We have properties uh, to, together that we're flipping and, and burring right now. Um, and I told him that I want to uh, I want to get into vacation rentals uh, with the money that Sam and I make from selling our house. And he personally does not think that's a good idea. He thinks that building up uh, your his, his or like. People should build up their portfolio of tried and true before they do stuff that that's more risky. Um, and that's just his personal belief. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he's wrong. I, th- I mean, that's worked for millions of people. Right. It's definitely not wrong. However, I know my personality and I know long term for me to really stay interested in something I have to change it up a lot like I can't I I don't like I've I have the longest I've held a vehicle is a year and a half uh like we've been in this house two years and for a year and a half I've been talking about selling it and moving Mm -hmm. I I have like I've tried starting I think like four businesses besides stable living since stable living started four years ago yep and not only did I, st- I think I started seven in total. Yeah, I think so. In in four years, and so and so I'm not right. I know I'm not right. Um, and, and that's one thing I keep in mind, like when I when I'm having those conversations with Ryan, and he's like, "Well, I think you should do it this way," or or I like I think this is the way it should be done, and and I respect his his ideas and his thoughts because it's worked for people before. Mm-hmm. And if something's worked for people before, most likely it can work again. Right. Um, but I know my personality and, and I know 
I have to do stuff out of the box. I have to do stuff a little, a little against the grain and I have to do a lot of different shit for my mind to be at peace. Right. Otherwise, I, I, I'll never make it in business. Right. I'll never make it in life if, if I'm not doing weird shit, different shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's, to piggy off what you're saying, I I think people just have to do stuff and, and you kind of just have to let them do it. You can... Right, you can give them guidance. Yeah. But it, ultimately, they have to do it on their own, however they feel. Yep. Correct. Okay. Uh, so last thing, to be a better friend and about friendships in total, learn to laugh. I do that a lot. You don't. <laughs> um, I guess we do a little chuckles every here and there. Yeah. Laughing's good. I heard it's contagious. It is. Did you just notice? Okay, Sean, let's go to the love relationships. What time is it? Uh, Yeah, we're at 50 minutes. Oh, my God. Yes, yeah, it's going to be a long one, friends. All right, cool. Uh, love relationships, Sam. Why don't you? So th- 10 things you can do to improve your relationship. Ask your partner something new. Uh, I secretly tried this the other day. I don't think you noticed. Mm. Um. So instead of, so they say communication is the determining factor of success for every relationship. It's like we've talked about that. Did we have one of those podcasts on communication? I think we did. And I think we've discussed it more than just on that podcast. Interesting. It's like we're, we might actually be right about something, Sean. Um, I, I do think we're right about that. Yeah. I think communication is very crucial in relationships. We've said that for a long time and I think that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so they talk about how it's nice to ask your partner how their day went, but it's boring because you ask them that every single day. Correct. So try to enhance your conversations. Okay. So ask like something specific. Okay. I think later. Oh yeah. I'll bring something up later. What, What did you ask me the other day? I... Oh, what was it? Was it Monday? Okay. Oh, I can't remember specifically. Because you asked me how work went, yep. and I asked you something specific. Not like how your day went. I said like, oh, how did doing that deal went go? Or uh-huh. uh, it was something very specific to what I knew you did that day. You know what? I noticed that. Because usually you're just like, how was your day accomplishing nothing, Sean? Thanks, Sam. Mm-hmm. But I remember you asking me a specific question about something I did that day, and I was like, that's weird. I changed it up. Dang. I spiced it up on you. Okay, number two, designate a monthly date night. We do that. Yeah, we definitely do that. Do we? Um, no. But... I, we, do, we went on a date, though, this month, because we were in Hawaii. That's true. We could count that. Wait, do we ever actually eat by just ourselves? Yeah, a couple I times. took okay. you to breakfast a couple times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it just, they discuss, like, it's a foolproof way to guarantee that you make time for each other at least once a month. 
Um, so, like, like actually schedule it. Like, I will put it in Sean's phone whenever we decide to have one. Yeah, uh, Brandon Turner talks about that on mm-hmm. Bigger Pockets podcast. He schedules in time with his wife and kids. Um, and people are like, what's wrong with you? Why are you scheduling? Like, why do you have to schedule to make time for that? And he's like, otherwise I'll just work and never hang out with them. Right. And I'm like, God, I love that. Yeah. I mean, people, there's a different breed of people, and Sean is definitely one of those. Yeah, so, well, I mean, yeah, so, like, I have, um, uh, this, this Friday, I'm getting, uh, uh, drinks with my friend DJ, um, not that I drink, but, you know, whatever, um, and so I have that in my calendar, and then Saturday, I'm, uh, hanging out with my friend Nick in the afternoon, so I also have that in my calendar, Mm -hmm. um, because guess what, I'm going to forget Mm -hmm. by Friday night, I will forget. Yep, I think just about every single... Friday, Sean just like, so what do we got going on this weekend? Because I never remember because I just assume someone puts in his calendar and he never does. Nope. <coughs> okay, number three, express your appreciation. I mean, this is something I've done for you, Sean, for a while because we found out your love language is um, words of affirmation. You know, it still feels weird, though, for me. What? Words of affirmation. But yet you love it. Right. It's just weird because it's emotion, and mm-hmm. that's weird. Yeah, you don't do well with emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, just try to acknowledge. And, like, it can even be something, like, you can do something for your partner, too. So you can, like, fill up their gas tank or come home with, like, your favorite or their favorite ice cream or a BK Sando. Or wear laundry. Um, you know, do that. anything. Right. But also, like, just compliment your partner. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to just be like, oh, you look pretty today. Like, you can mention about how, I don't know, their butt looks good. Like, something specific. You know what? I did compliment you on your hair the other day. You did. Mm-hmm. I was impressed. Mm-hmm. Turns out it actually looked nice. It did. For once. I didn't say that part. You did. <laughs> Number four, tweak your schedule. So... Wait, tweak your schedule to enjoy more things with or for your partner. Correct. Yeah. Yep. That just goes back to designated monthly date night. So they, and they, they discuss too, like, so go to the gym earlier in the day so you can like attend your partner's softball game or something. Mm Um, or let's see what else yeah, they they say to not sacrifice your life to be there for your partner, but to just tweak it so you can do both. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yep, that makes a lot of sense. Right. So for all you people out there that don't have time to go to the gym, you no longer have an excuse. Well, you should just go to the gym together. Still, it doesn't matter. You can go earlier, you can go later, you can tweak your schedule. Mm-hmm, 100%. Actually, back to that softball thing, everybody, if you're interested, I uh, hit baseballs for, like, the first time uh, in my life, and I actually caught and threw balls. Picks or it didn't happen? And I'm going to tell you what, some would say I'm a natural. Everybody that watched me doesn't say that, but um, I say that. I'm proud of you. I tell you what, I was cranking those things, man. You got to show me. Yeah. It's OG. Number five, remember the small things. So this is what I was going to piggyback on about uh, the questions. Mm. Um, if your partner 
mentioned something about how they're going to, they have to have a talk with their manager. They're going to go talk to their manager. Make sure to write in your calendar when they said they're going to do that. So when they can come home, you can ask them about it. I'd have to actually listen to you then. Correct. Yes, that is the point of that one. Oof. <laughs> You're asking a lot, Sam. I know, I know. Um, I, apparently, I've been doing the same thing to you, though, lately, because you keep telling me, we had a conversation about this. I got no clue. Dude, that's facts. That is facts. You taught me well. I cannot disagree. <laughs> But yeah, remember the small things. So I remember, obviously, that Sean likes words of affirmation. So I try to tell him at least, like, one thing that's an affirmation every day. That's nice. Mm -hmm. And I know Sam likes quality time and touch. Mm -hmm. So I will let her hold my hand sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I'll uh, go to Hawaii with her. Uh, that's too funny. Okay, number six, let go of the past. This one I think is actually a good one because obviously if you can't move on from the past, it your relationship's not going to move forward. Absolutely. I, I don't know what the article says, but one thing I interpret from this is you will see in, in like, um, not that I watch rom-coms, but I've heard people have, and, um, and what, I, what I've heard in those is like, one of the couples will be like, or you know, one side of the couple will be like, oh, you've changed. And it's like, no shit. You've been together for 20 years. You don't think they're going to change in 20 years? How much had, like, how much did you change from 10 years old to 30 years old? Probably a fucking lot. You're probably going to change a lot from 30 to 50. I changed a lot from 25 to 27. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so that's the, when, when I hear that, what I think about right away is like people in relationships not willing to evolve with each other because you're going to change, your mindset's going to change, your partner's going to change, and you have to be living in the moment and living in the future so that you guys can change and grow together. Because if you're just thinking about how they were when you first met, you ain't going nowhere, son. Mm-hmm. Or if you're like, oh my God, my previous significant other did it this way. Right. Yeah, that ain't going to happen. You know what? Sorry to use a female's voice there, but most likely that's a lot of bitch guys out there are like that too. That's true. But yeah, if you can't... I mean, if something happened in your relationship, like one of them cheats on the other... If you can't move on from that, then you're never going to succeed. So if you want to be with that person, you have to move on. You just plain and simple have to. And we've talked about it in other podcasts. If you want to be successful, you can't be in a victim mindset. It's just, it it doesn't work out. If you're always the victim, then you're never going to move forward. You're never going to grow. It's, your life's not going to improve. Absolutely. Number seven, show your affection. Gross. Yeah, we're not the greatest at this. I've got, you know, there's a, there's this meme, um, and it says, oh, yeah, 
my girlfriend and I have been dating for four years. Well, actually, it's usually in the girl's perspective. So my boyfriend and I have been dating for four years. We have five pictures together. Oh, but I have 96 pictures of my dog sleeping in the past hour. That is us. That's us. For once, actually, I, I think if PJ wasn't there, we wouldn't have gotten nearly as many pictures of us. PJ made us take a lot of pictures, and thank you, PJ, for that. Yep. Yeah, because we're terrible. Yeah, we'll just not do them. We just forget. And that's one thing about social media. So we are, I'm awful on Instagram. Ryan's always bitching at me to send, put more content out. Sam Sean's I, always bitching at me to put more content out. Absolutely. <laughs> I've just, I've always been awful at it. I've never been a picture taker. I've never been into getting my picture taken. I've never been into social. I've never been into social media big. And so... Like, turning that leaf and doing that is very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. And, and so, I guess showing our affection in a way to, to the outside world, right, we don't do a good job with. Inside of the home... Yeah, we're pretty touchy. Showing our affection... Well, no, you're pretty touchy. Okay, yeah, I'm pretty touchy. I slap your butt. Yeah. Yeah. You'll let me t- cuddle you. It is... So amazing, and, and it just moves me. I can tell. Um, every once in a while, you'll grab my hand in public, and I appreciate it. Yeah, I usually um have to muster up a lot of courage. It's kind of like going up to public speak. Yeah, do you get, like, the clammy hands? You're just so nervous. You're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I can't do this. I don't know if I can do this. Pretty much. Oh, cool. Yeah, heart rate races and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. my God. Causing you high blood pressure. It's fine. Yeah, it's good for me. keeps me young, so I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just grab their hand when you're in public. That's all you really have to do, and it just shows your partner that you do care. And and mate, make sure you mate. If you're married, it's good for you. Be safe. Number eight, learn your partner's boundaries. Uh-huh. I guess, like, Sean and I have learned to not lie to each other. Yeah. That's like one big boundary we don't cross. Yeah, that's true. Um, but like they say, be like mindful of your significant other. If you can tell that they just want to be left alone, then let them be. Like, you don't need to cross that boundary if they don't want you to. Um, or they use, um, does he or she mind that you want to text throughout the day? Sean and I both know we love texting each other all day long. Yeah. Um. And we'll usually tell each other when we can't. But yeah, I mean, just ask your partner, like your partners, like what their pet peeves are or like what they really hate. Mm-hmm. And, and respect them for it. Yes. If they don't like it, then don't judge them for it. For sure. Yeah, I really respect your boundaries of you not liking change. Oh, I can tell. <laughs> you you push me, but you don't push me too hard with that. I push those boundaries. But you don't cross them. I have. Yeah, but not like to the point where it's like destructive. Well, that's true. Anyways, no one to apologize is number nine. I apologize all the time. I'm wrong all the time. I don't know if that's true. Is that true? You admit when you're wrong, but I don't know about apologizing. We don't get mad at each other, though, really. 
There's not... I'll sarcastically apologize. Oh, yeah, you do. Sorry, Tim. Sometimes being right isn't as important as being compassionate. Okay. Uh, Yeah, Sean and I are not good at this one. But uh, we just don't... I don't know. Not much to apologize for, typically. Yeah. In our typical lives. Yeah, we usually just make sure we don't upset each other, so... Mm-hmm. I don't think we need to worry about that one. Yeah. Sometimes I apologize for going, hey, Sam, what if we bought this duplex or what if we got this single family house or what if we bought this mansion? Hey, Sam, what if we got this house down the road that's like a falling apart? Hey, Sam, what if we just like moved into an apartment? Uh, and then you'll be like, Sean, I can't handle it. I'm like, sorry. Yep. That's a pretty accurate conversation. Only happens every day. Yep. Ten, make time to focus on yourself. I like this. Um, this is something you and I don't really do, actually. Um, because we, we honestly do like to spend quite a bit of time with each other. I mean, we don't see each other throughout our work day. But, uh, but see, they talk about, like, how if you have a lack of confidence in yourself, you'll look for assurance in your relationship. Uh, to prevent any toxic behaviors from happening with your partner, it's essential to have a strong sense of love. Sense of self. Ooh. Strong sense of self. Yeah. Um, but you and I, I mean, we're pretty confident now. I I can't even relate to this for a second. Yeah, I think it's because you and I are very, like our relationship is really strong, so you and I feel really strong. Yeah. No, I'm just, a, yeah, I'm, I'm confident in that aspect. But I do understand what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got multiple do we say acquaintances or friends no we have a lot of acquaintances who um who are just they they start talking to someone and and they are like head over heels dive in stage five clinger types Mm. and And, it's it's sad because it's just because they have zero confidence in themselves they 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 don't work on themselves because at the end of the day, all those people, they, they're never going to have a successful relationship. They'll never be successful in anything unless they work on themselves and Correct. they're not willing to do that. Correct. Yeah. Uh, um, I think you and I can tell usually too when one of us is feeling less confident. Typically me. Yep. Uh, but you you usually do really good of like, I mean, you just slapping my ass helps some days. Yep. So you do well to, like, help pick me back up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I think that's just a woman thing, to be honest. Hormones just raging through. Well, I think it's a personality thing a lot, too. You think it is? Yeah. Oh, for some people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, yeah. I, I mean, if you look back to, like, our early relationship, I we weren't really the happiest. And I, I mean, both of us weren't. I don't know if we're, I wasn't very confident at all when we first started. Actually, when we first started dating, I was very confident. It was about the year mark that I stopped being so. Yes, and and that's kind of when I switched gears and became more confident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um. And it, it really, it really challenged us. Because when one person's super confident and the other's not at all, it's really hard to flow and jive with each other. It is, and. And, and one thing with that is 
how that became a thing is I was never really confident growing up. Mm -hmm. I had a positive attitude and stuff, but I was never really confident growing up. And it really wasn't until I started my business that I truthfully became confident. Um, and so I think like me starting my business is when I gained that confidence and that was about a year into our relationship. Um, and that's when your confidence started to falter. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and I think it's cause like I graduated college and I just, I didn't know what I was going to do in life. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was just, it was a very rough time for me. Well, that's just that right there. It's, it's life events that, that are influencing who you are mm -hmm. and, and like, right. So we had to grow through that together and adapt through that. Otherwise we'd have never made it. No, no, we wouldn't have. So, um, and now, I mean, like we know what our weak points are in our relationship. Like we know how to handle it when we are at our lowest points. Mm -hmm. It did teach us a lot. Mm hmm. But yeah, I mean, right now, you and I are both, we're rocking it. We're doing good. Mm -hmm. We have a, a podcast and a blog that we do together, so. Yeah, we're, we're pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool cats. Mm -hmm. Now we just have to plan a wedding. No, we don't. <laughs> I'm telling you what, guys. You know what? We're just going to fucking elope. We ain't even tell anyone. We're just going to elope. It's just going to happen. I know it's going to know. I just ain't, just done with it. It's done. I'd be so okay with that at this point. Dude, wedding planning, you know what? Some people like shit like that. By far the worst experience of my life. For two people who hate making decisions, it is the worst thing in the world to do. I, I absolutely hate it. I hate it, hate it, hate it. And I don't even want to hire a wedding planner because uh, fuck them. They're so expensive. I, I, the one wedding planner I looked at today, $8,500 just to plan the wedding. 8500 bucks to plan the wedding. That doesn't include the venue. That doesn't include the food. That doesn't include the lodging. That's just for a fucking person to be like, yeah, so this is what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. They don't supply anything. They don't supply a DJ. Yeah, the I was looking at the average cost for weddings in the location we're thinking of right now. It was $33,000. Yeah, no, dude. The more this fucking goes on, I'm not even kidding you, the more we're going to get married in Muckwa Town Hall. I ain't even shitting, man. This is outrageous. I don't like. I know friends here in, in, in the area that got married for weddings under ten grand all day, every day. I know. Where we're looking, wedding planners ten grand. Yep. What? No, 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 no. There's one place we found. Sam and I. We finished our wedding search was over. We found the place. It was done. It was done. So okay, fuck it. We're done looking. We we're gonna do this one. One hundred and sixty dollars. For a plate of fucking food. 160 per person per plate. 160. And I was just like, how do you even charge that? Like what Well, okay, well that did like No 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 100 people, 160 plate. Just food. No, that included two drinks? No, it was four hours of an open bar and a champagne toast. Oh, that makes it so much better. And I think it included hors d'oeuvres, too. Okay, so for people to drink for four hours and to eat, 16 grand for 100 people. Yeah, no. It's not you know what? I'll, I'll bring the champagne. I'll bring the open bar. <laughs> I'll, I'll, we'll have a potluck. 
Get some get some smoked beans out there. That's what I'm saying. Let's just elope somewhere and we can have the reception back here. It's perfect. That's what I'm saying, man. We ain't inviting anyone. She and I. Fuck them. Dude, all our whole family now is going to listen to this and just be on their toes at all times. <laughs> we the can't... problem is I like the date we already picked out, right? So it's like, the, how do we not do that date, you know? Or I mean, does it really not matter? Does it not matter? Like, can we just choose when our anniversary is? I don't think that's how that works. Why maybe not? we'll just go get married and we'll just be yo, put this on the date, dog. Oh, maybe. We could maybe do that. But would it have as much meaning then? What, if we eloped? If we did it on the, a day that we didn't want to do it on. Oh, I guess I don't, I don't know. I do like that day. Yeah. Interesting to think about. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'm sure you guys will hear plenty more wedding updates in the next uh, eight months. We yeah. have, dude, it's gotten to the point that we're not going to have it planned in time. For the I day know. You want. It's done. It's not. I'm going to say right now on this podcast, it ain't going to fucking happen. We're going to have to, we're going to have to tweet some shit. Anyways, thanks for joining us, guys. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Let us know what topics you want us to research on next. Our blogs are now coming out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, podcast still coming out Mondays. and Someday I'm going to start reading the blogs. Yes, hopefully soon. Sean will start recording those for you guys. And I will try not to do it in a monotone voice. You did good today. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Um... Thanks, everybody, for taking along. Keep them relationships strong and healthy. And we'll catch you on the next one. See ya.